For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures I will arise and go forth to the house of my young I will arise and go forth to the house of my father I will arise and go forth to the house of my young House of my young Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject the Threshold Covenant. This is part one of the series. In this teaching, we're going to be sharing with you on the subject, the Threshold Covenant. And in doing so, we're going to see that the way in which the God of Israel brought the children of Israel out of Egypt, when they put the blood of the lamb on the doorpost, that it was done through a Threshold Covenant. Now, originally a Threshold Covenant was associated with an individual's household that when they came and they visited the household, when they came through the door, they crossed over the threshold of the door. And when you formally made a covenant with the person that you were inviting into your house who would cross the threshold, that there would be a slaying of an animal and that then there would be a covenant meal inside the house. And so this was the primitive form of a threshold covenant. And then the concept of a threshold covenant that applied to an individual household was later extended to the community. And in the community form of a threshold covenant, it was represented by a temple that got built for that community or the temple that represented a particular nation. And then finally, we're going to see how it came to be through the concept of a threshold covenant, how that paved the way for the nations of the world to worship Baal and Ashtoreth, and thus how it enticed the children of Israel to worship Baal and Ashtoreth, particularly when they were living in the land of Canaan and then when they were exiled into the nations of the world. And then we're going to see how Jerusalem itself is regarded as the threshold of the God of Israel. And when the nations of the world, when they fulfill the prophecy of dividing the land of Israel and the city of Jerusalem, the division of the city of Jerusalem is like crossing the Lord's threshold, and he's going to bring judgment upon the nations for crossing his threshold. And in doing so, he, while he's judging the nations for doing this, he's going to be gathering the exiles of Israel. And through this, Yeshua is going to be glorified. 
So that's an overview of what we're going to be covering in this teaching on the Threshold Covenant. To begin with, we're going to see how the children of Israel were redeemed out of Egypt. And when they put the blood of the lamb on the doorpost, they were in essence making a threshold covenant. But first, we're going to give you a background regarding events that caused the children of Israel to go into Egypt and how they legally were redeemed from Egypt when they put the blood of the lamb on the doorpost. So the first thing we're going to see is that it was Yeshua who made covenant with Abraham. In Galatians chapter 3 verse 16 it is written, Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. It does not say seeds as of many, but as of one, into your seed, which is Messiah. So here in Galatians chapter 3 verse 16, Paul is quoting from Genesis chapter 17 verse 7, which says, And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your seed after you in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto you, into your seed after you. So Paul's making a point that Genesis 17, 7 doesn't say seeds, plural, but seed, singular, into your seed, the interpretation being Messiah. And then he goes on to say in Galatians chapter 3, verse 29, that if you are Messiahs, if you believe that Yeshua is the Messiah, then are you, through covenant, Abraham's seed and an heir according to the promises that was made to and with Abraham. So now in making covenant with Abraham, this is what Abraham was told in Genesis in chapter 15 verses 13 and 14 that he said to Abraham, know of a surety that your seed will be a stranger in a land that is not theirs and will serve them. And also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge. And so ultimately the children of Israel following the days of Abraham, Isaac, and then into the days of Jacob, they end up going to Egypt. We can see in Exodus chapter 1, verse 1 and verse 5, as it is written, Now these are the names of the children of Israel which came into Egypt. Every man in his household came with Jacob. And all the souls that came out of the loins of Jacob were seventy souls, for Joseph was in Egypt already. And so then when Jacob's family goes to Egypt, ultimately the children of Israel become the servants of Pharaoh. In other words, he's going to have the legal authority over them. Genesis chapter 47, verse 3, it is written, And Pharaoh said unto his brethren, What is your occupation? And they said unto Pharaoh, Your servants are shepherds, both we and also our fathers. It continues in Genesis chapter 47, verse 4, And they said unto Pharaoh, For to sojourn in the land are we come, for your servants have no pasture for their flocks, for the famine is sore in the land of Canaan. Now therefore we pray thee, let your servants dwell in the land of Goshen. And Pharaoh spoke unto Joseph, saying, Your father and your brethren are come unto you. The land of Egypt is before you. 
in the best of the land, make your father and your brethren to dwell in the land of Goshen. Let them dwell. Now we're going to see in Genesis chapter 47, verse 20, that Pharaoh owned all the land of Egypt. And Joseph bought all the land of Egypt for Pharaoh. For the Egyptians sold every man his field because the famine prevailed over them. So the land became Pharaoh's. So Pharaoh owned the land of Egypt. And then the family of Jacob who came to Egypt, they then were the servants of Pharaoh. So what we can see is that Pharaoh had legal ownership over the children of Israel who were in Egypt. And now, next, we're going to see that the God of Israel told Moses to tell Pharaoh after a period of time when there arose a Pharaoh who knew not Joseph and made life hard for the children of Israel. Then the God of Israel sent Moses to Pharaoh with the words, let my people go. In Exodus chapter 9, verse 1, it is written, Then the Lord said to Moses, Go in unto Pharaoh and tell him, Thus says the Lord God of the Hebrews, Let my people go, that they may serve me. So the question is, how will the God of Israel free his people from Pharaoh's authority, and how will he do it legally? Well, ultimately, the answer is it's going to be through a threshold covenant. That's why it's important for us to understand the meaning and the background of this threshold covenant to see how the God of Israel legally redeemed his people from Pharaoh's authority after Yeshua made covenant with Abraham that got passed to Isaac and then to Jacob. So from the book, The Threshold Covenant by Clay Trumbull, and this is going to be our primary source in teaching this message on the Threshold Covenant. On page three, it says, the primitive altar of the family would seem to have been the threshold or door sill or entranceway of the home dwelling place. And then the father of the house was seen as being the priest of the house. So the door is the threshold. The father is the priest over the domain, over the house itself. In the book, The Threshold Covenant by Clay Trumbull on page 23, he explains that marriage customs reflect the threshold door being a family altar. Marriage customs in various parts of the world, particularly in the ancient world, as well as in some countries in modern times, illustrates the idea of the sacredness of the threshold and it being represented, the door of the house, the threshold of the door of the house being likened unto a family altar. And thus, the custom of the groom carrying the bride over the threshold is a marriage custom. In the book, The Threshold Covenant, by Clay Trumbull on page 32, it is written, Even more widespread and prominent than the customs of offering blood at the threshold or of anointing or stamping the post or lintel of the doorway as a sign of the covenant at the time of a marriage and as a part of the ceremony is the custom of causing the bride to cross the threshold with care without 
stepping on the threshold because stepping on the threshold then was seen as a sign of disrespect. And so taking this concept that at the door or the entrance of a house where the threshold is, that it is there at the door or the threshold is where justice would be sought in the gates of a city. From the book, A Threshold Covenant by Clay Trumbull on page 52, he explains, appeals are made and justice is sought at the gate or at the threshold as in the presence of the God of the area that was worshipped. We can plead for justice at the threshold of the door. We can see this in Judges chapter 19, verse 27, as it is written. And her Lord rose up in the morning and opened the doors of the house. And behold, the woman, his concubine, was fallen down at the door of the house, and her hands were upon the threshold. So this word threshold is the Hebrew word sof. It's the Strong's number 5592. And this is the same Hebrew word that was translated as bowl or basin when the children of Israel put the blood of the lamb on the doorpost. And so this is how we're ultimately going to see that when the children of Israel came out of Egypt, put the blood of the lamb on the doorpost, they were making a threshold covenant. So given the fact that a door is an entrance way of a house, of a building, the English word port is associated with the place of entrance. In the book, The Threshold Covenant by Clay Trumbull, on page 237, he explains, we have the common English term of port in words meaning a door or an entrance and carrying, and it's associated with a place of carriage or transporting. We have the word export, import, transport, portico, porthole, portfolio etc. And these things represent an entrance to a place or a thing. The entrance of a city is its doors or its gates. Proverbs chapter 8 verse 3 it is written, she cries at the gates, at the entry of the city, at the coming in at the doors. Those who follow Yeshua's commandments, who keeps his Torah, we're told in Revelation chapter 22, verse 14, can enter in through the gates of the New Jerusalem, as it is written, blessed are they that do his commandments or follow his Torah, that they might have right to the tree of life and enter in through the gates into the city, that is the New Jerusalem. Now from the book, The Threshold Covenant by Clay Trumbull on pages three and four, he explains that a threshold covenant is joining yourself to the family of the house once you enter into covenant, and this covenant is made at the door or at the threshold of the house. So while the guest is still outside, the host is going to take a lamb or a goat and tying its feet together, lay it upon the threshold of his door, resting his left knee upon the bound victim the host holds its head by his left hand, while with his right hand he cuts its throat. He retains his position until all the blood has flowed from the body upon the threshold. Then the victim is removed and the guest steps over the blood across the threshold 
And in this act, he becomes, as it were, a member of the family by the threshold covenant. And so through the threshold covenant is the way legally that ownership is going to be declared that it's going from Pharaoh to the God of Israel who gave the instruction to put the blood of the lamb upon the doorpost. And those that did was entering into a threshold covenant with the God of Israel. So this is why in Exodus chapter 12, verse 3, the children of Israel are instructed to take a lamb for their house, where it is written, Speak unto all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month, that is the first month of the biblical year, you shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for a house. And this lamb is to be killed on the 14th day of the first month, which is the day of Passover. Exodus chapter 12, verse 6, it is written, And you shall keep it until the 14th day of the same month, and the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. From the book, The Threshold Covenant by Clay Trumbull, on page 198, he explains that the Threshold Covenant welcomed the God of the house into the house, and in this case, with the children of Israel, welcomed the God of Israel into their houses. The primitive Passover sacrifice was an offering of blood by the head of the household on the threshold of his home as a sign or a token of his welcome to the guest who would cross over that blood and thereby become one with the family within. It was the house father who thus extended a welcome to one who was yet outside. In Exodus chapter 12, verse 7, we see that the blood of the lamb was to be put on the doorpost of the house. And they shall take of the blood and strike it on the two side posts and on the upper doorposts of the houses wherein they shall eat it. And then in Exodus chapter 12, verse 22, the blood of the lamb was put on the threshold of the door, as we can see. Exodus chapter 12, verse 22, it is written, And you shall take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood that is in the basin and strike the lintel on the two side posts with the blood that is in the basin. So this word basin is the Strong's number 5592. It's the Hebrew word saf. And this is also the same Hebrew word that is translated in other verses of the Bible as threshold. And so dip it in the blood that is in the threshold. And then following the sacrifice of the animal and putting its blood on the doorpost and on the threshold of your door and entering into this threshold covenant between the guest and the father of the house and with the inhabitants of the house themselves, that then a threshold covenant meal would be eaten in the house. From the book, The Threshold Covenant by Clay Trumbull on page four, he writes, the flesh of the slaughtering animal is used for the meal of the guest in whose honor it was sacrificed. In Exodus chapter 12, verses eight through 10, we're told that the entire lamb must be eaten and they shall eat the flesh his head with his legs and with the pertinence thereof, 
and you shall let nothing of it remain until the morning, and that which remains of it until the morning you shall burn with fire. When crossing the threshold, you have a covenant meal. And this is the background in understanding Yeshua's words from Revelation in chapter 3, verse 20, when he says, I stand at the door and knock. And so he's the guest outside and you're to invite him into your house. When you invite him into your house, he's going to cross the threshold. You're going to have a covenant relationship then with him, and then you're going to share a meal. That's why Yeshua said, if any man hear my voice or invite me into your house and opens the door, I will come into him and I will sup with him and he with me. We will enter into a covenant relationship. From the book, The Threshold Covenant by Clay Trumbull on page 51, he explains that the blood on the threshold is a sign of a covenant with the God of the house. He explains, blood on the threshold of the building in the foundation stones of the structure is shown to have been deemed an essential factor in a covenant with or in propitiation of the God of that house. From the book, The Threshold Covenant by Clay Tremble on page 188, he explains that a house marked with the tokens of the threshold covenant, invited the God of the house into the house. When he comes to a house marked by tokens of the welcoming covenant, the sovereign will covenant cross that threshold and enter the home as a guest or as a member of the family. So now we're going to see that the blood of the lamb is a sign of the threshold covenant. Exodus chapter 12, verse 13. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. From the book, The Threshold Covenant by Clay Trumbull on page 60, he explains that marking houses with the tokens of a threshold covenant. Because the threshold of the doorway is the primitive altar of the household, the doorway itself is, as it were, a framework above that altar, and the side posts are lintel of the doorway, fittingly bear tokens or inscriptions and testimony to the sacredness of the passage into the home sanctuary. It would seem that originally the blood poured out in sacrifice on the threshold was made use of for marking the doorposts and lintel with proofs of the covenant entered in between the incomer and the host, and that afterward other symbols of life and appropriate inscriptions were substituted for the blood itself. And so this is the background by which in the book, The Threshold Covenant by Clay Tremble, he explains on pages 62 and 63 that the words of Torah are to be upon the doorposts of the house of a believer in the God of Israel. The Hebrews were commanded to dedicate their doorways to the one living God. It is said of the words of the covenant of God with his people as recorded in Deuteronomy chapter 6 verses 4 through 9. Well, that's going to conclude part one of the series on the subject, The Threshold Covenant. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen.
Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.